Well, hello there, people from the planet Earth. It's Jupiter. After, what, almost a year? <laughs> it's been so long. Um, it's me, back again, doing this. And I hope you're doing okay. This is quarantine time. And, yeah. Welcome back to Jupiter Says Hi. So we're midst a quarantine. We're midst of a world crisis, if you allow me to say so. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, who would have thought, right? I've been stuck at home. Today is day 57 of quarantine for me. So I've been stuck at home for 57 days. And I need to, like, to, so you can understand my situation. I do need to update you on my life a little bit. Because the last time I was here, I had just finished my first semester as a freshman in university, I think. And I talked about research and the, the, the world of academics, how different it was, right? And, you know, a lot has changed since then. It's only been half a year, almost a year. I know, I'm sorry about that. But, um... Uh, a lot has changed, in fact. Um, I started teaching not long after that episode was recorded. Like, actually teaching a classroom and um, having this experience that was so enlightening for me and so different. And it was really nice to finally find myself in the world and, and understand how I was truly made for that, in a way. Um, it was awesome. And after that, I, I started developing more stuff at university as well. Um, so I talked about research in the last episode. And what actually happened is that I started developing a research kind of thing with a professor of mine, which is really exciting. Really, really, really exciting. Um, now it's a little bit... It was put on hold for now because of all this. But um, it's definitely a really great experience so far and I'm, I'm doing some reading I'm trying to do some reading I'm, I haven't had the motivation yet and I feel kind of stupid when I get <laughs> when I get to reading the stuff because it's it's a lot and I haven't been in class for a long time so it's hard to keep up with it but it's okay um, I've also I've also grown a little bit of my faith actually which is weird I guess because for a long time, I don't, I'm not sure in this podcast, but for a long time last year and in my life in general, I've despised um, a lot of religion, specifically Catholic. And now <laughs> I'm proud to say I'm a devout Catholic. I'm, I'm really into the church and I could talk about it in one episode like I could have one episode just for that and I might do it but for now I don't want to talk about that I want to talk about other stuff but you know this is how things have changed and in the beginning of this year I actually got an internship which is really really exciting because it's at a big school a big private school I'm a assistant teacher. Is that I think that's what it calls that's what it's called. I'm an assistant teacher. I'm a bilingual assistant teacher. So there's a I a bilingual program. I can't say that for some reason. Uh, great thing a bilingual. <laughs> um, 
uh, there's a bilingual program. This is very common here in Brazil now for private schools to offer a bilingual program. And I, I'm an assistant in the fourth and fifth grade, so it's kiddos, you know. And I never expected to like it as much as I do. Now it's been put on pause uh, as well, but it it um, for the two weeks that I was there, it was really exciting and it was really fun. I really I was really able to connect with the students, especially the fifth grade students, and f- in such an, a short amount of time, right? And I I got to meet my coworkers and you know cry in the teachers' lounge already, <laughs> drink a lot of coffee. And it's been fun. It's been great, and and I really like like last year when I started teaching in a classroom. It was different because it wasn't a school. It was more of like it was an English school. So I just taught a lesson and then went home. In this case, I stay the whole afternoon at the school with the kids doing stuff, and it's really exhausting sometimes. I remember my first week was dawning like i remember the first weekend i had at home after my first year my first week of work i can't speak today i'm sorry uh <laughs> i was so tired i slept all day because i was exhausted i remember i just woke up on sunday to go to mass and that was it <laughs> the rest was like me sleeping and just plain exhausted all day it was really it was actually really funny because i kind of had a like a a manic episode while in my first few weeks and and i say that not like diagnostically but like it felt like a manic episode because i was really like electric i was like so on you know and i was trying to do things a lot quickly a lot quickly and it was a lot it was chaotic to be honest but it was great and it made me realize how much i love classroom dynamics and how much i love the school and because a lot of people think oh teaching is just like getting to a classroom and showing your powerpoint presentation talking about stuff for a few minutes and then that's it and it honestly I wish it was like that. Honestly, I don't because I, I really, like I said, I really like the classroom dynamics. And it's a lot about connecting with the students. Of course, it's different from a fourth, fifth grade perspective because I'm with them with the same class all afternoon. So it can be tiring, can be chaotic. They, they don't want to see your face anymore. You don't want to see their faces anymore. And it's really exhausting. But if you go to high school, of course, you see for like an hour a day you see these kids right and it's a lot more difficult i guess to connect with students that you only see an hour a week you know Uh, not an hour a week but an hour a day uh and in the case here because i teach literature it's a lot less classroom time with high school so it's like two hours a week yeah two hours a week for on average so i and i see a lot of kids because what happens here in high school is that the students don't switch classrooms they stay in the same classroom and the teachers are the ones who switch right so i don't have a classroom of my own i'm always like switching classrooms so 
I teach a class, one specific class from two hours a week, but then I distribute time on other classrooms. So it's like I teach 200 students a day, right? Because high school classrooms here are really big. And it's hard to connect with all the all of these students, right? It's not like the, what I'm doing right now with fourth and fifth grade because I see them every day. It's like 20 students a classroom. I know their names. I got their names on the first week. I know who they are. I know each and every one of them. I know each of their little flaws and their little... Because as an assistant teacher, what I do is I, I, I correct their stuff. I check um, their homework and their books and their textbooks and their notebooks. So I know them from the written perspective. So I know their handwriting. I know how they write. I know their mistakes. I know what they do. And I also, I see them in the classroom as well. I see how they work out. And because they opened up so much to me, which is something I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed to be able to say, they opened up so much to me and they, they related so much to me that they are super comfortable around me enough to show their true colors, if you know what I mean, with kids, as far as that can go with kids, right? So it's really... It was really, it's really nice, you know, to to have this classroom dynamics with them and knowing them closely and being able to help them a lot more and, and writing little messages on their books. It's something that I don't have in high school and it's something that honestly I criticize on in the Brazilian system because we teach so many students a day and we... We don't have time to connect with them because we come into the classroom, we teach, and then we leave the classroom. That's it. They don't have office hours. They don't have assistance, at, at least not for my area of expertise. They do have assistance with math and physics and the most like difficult stuff, but with literature and they they don't really they don't really care either. You know, the students don't really care about literature and which is really sad which is something that we try to change as <laughs> as literature teachers right and this is also something that is different um in the united states as far as i'm concerned it's an english teacher and they teach both literature and grammar kind of at the same time here we separate the two so the students have what we call portuguese right it is grammar basically grammar and like theory of text and stuff like that and literature which is the whole artistic side of that so it's really hard for the students to connect one thing with another and take grammar and actually like see purpose in it because what we see is when i teach english um which which is basically like learning a new language asl english as a second language or english as a foreign language efl i teach that um there's always a grammar section to the class and the students of course the students hated it i kind of hated it because it was grammar is a lot 
like sometimes it's a lot about memorizing that's what the students believe right and i i kind of changed that i tried to change that i tried to spend as little time as possible on like grammar theory and actually get the students to understand the grammar more naturally so reading and, and writing and correcting them and doing stuff and it was it was great because i was able to incorporate that and with teaching high school literature you don't really get to do that as much because you don't get to see the students um produce as much because you're only giving them literary theory and that's it they don't write about the stuff that they read they don't talk about it because the class is so closed off of course it depends on the school sometimes schools give you a little bit more freedom to work with what you want but especially if you're working with seniors in high school and they're preparing for their university admissions you don't have time for a lot of fun activities you need to give them theory after theory and and they need to study it for the whole day and it's really really tiring and not being able to connect with the students and having to sit down time and saying hey how you're doing um how are things going what are you having difficulty in how can i help you not having this time with the students is really hurtful for us because it's part of our job comes back to what i was saying earlier that teaching isn't just going in front of a classroom full of teenagers and and talking your heart out and them not paying attention to you if you're able to engage them they will we have this idea of teenagers that i mean i'm I'm 18 years old i was just a teenager like a few months ago but what i mean is that with, with teenagers they do care they do and but you just have to find the right way to make them care you can't teach a high school class as kind of like a lecture from university they're gonna sleep they're gonna go on their phones they're not gonna care because they hate that if you take the time to develop something different then they're gonna have fun of course they're the ones that don't care but the majority of them will actually learn something and i i was watching there's this youtube person i was gonna say youtuber but it's the word youtuber is so bad okay um his name is uh, mr reynolds he's a, a high school teacher in philadelphia i think and he makes a lot of like these really fun videos he's a literature teacher which is something i can relate to a lot and he he talked about this in one of his videos and he was like listen teenagers they're not interested in getting off the classroom having learned something they don't want to learn how to learn they don't care (laughs) so we need to make it as fun as possible for them to learn something without even realizing it (laughs) and you know i took it to heart i was like you know what that's true i'm not gonna be able to change my students minds to this point of like making this sad teenager want to learn things because it's very rare to find students who actually want to learn and who are actually interested in what you're talking about i just spoke like an irish there for a second Uh, it's really it's it's hard to engage with students um as much as we we wanted john keating the whole thing and and you know make the whole class stand on desks it's that's not reality unfortunately a lot of the students are not gonna go with with the way you teach you know 
they're in fact the students that don't like the fun side of your class because they want the serious part because they want to feel like they're learning something you can't please everybody is what i'm trying to say especially with teaching because you're dealing with a classroom of what 50 students that's the case in brazil at least and you with 50 students 50 grumpy teenagers who woke up at 6 a.m to go to school they don't want to they just want to have some time with their friends to talk and and you know have fun they don't want to sit in a boring four wall white classroom all day just learning stuff they don't want to do that and we have to understand that as teachers you know when i was a teenager there were a lot of times that i wasn't in the mood for class and i just kind of played around with my friends i, I was respectful to the teachers i was never one to disrupt the class but my friends and i had you know had our little ways of having more fun in the classroom especially in classes that are were so boring <laughs> like teachers who were so closed off so that's when i i tell myself that there's that it matters to be different and it matters to be to try and be fun to try and connect with the students even though you might not know their names you know through the whole year you might not know their names but you know their faces you know who they are in your classroom and if you if you check their homework if you uh, check their tests and you check their essays you know who they are regardless so it's really important to you know i i I try to tell myself that it's okay not to be john keating (laughs) although he's an inspiration and although like he's a life goal for me and it's someone i look up to although he's not real but you know the idea you get it um it's not with high school honestly it's not gonna work out like you expect it to right you can't engage 100 percent of the students you can't be a life-changing teacher to all of the students especially because the majority of the students at least here in brazil hate literature because out here we don't have the habit of reading people are not raised to be readers they are raised to hate reading in fact because we hear from I mean, I heard from my dad that it was great to read. My dad influenced me to read, which I'm super grateful for. But my mom was always like, oh, reading is so boring. I don't know how you do it. Like, it's I hate reading. And a lot of kids uh, grow up with both parents saying that, that reading sucks and reading is boring and you can just watch a documentary about whatever and it's fine. And honestly, you know, it's it's great to watch movies and it's great to watch to watch documentaries and, and learn from other sources. I am myself. I've talked about this in this podcast before. I'm a huge fan of cinema. I'm a huge fan of cinematography. I love it. I love it so much. And I talk about it in class because I not only teach literature, but I also teach other kinds of art to kind of connect one thing with another. And we talk about movies at some point in the year. We talk about cinema and how much it changed literature, right? And But it's not the only way. I mean, literature is so different from every other kind of art, right? And I, I, I'm biased to say, because I study it in university. Like, I've had, like, pro-literary theory lessons. I read Edgar Allan Poe's 
the raven like five times i had to analyze it i had to read iliad and odyssey by homer so many things that i had to do to understand literature in its core and it's changed my vision so much and i hope that i can pass that on to my students like the teacher who inspired me did because of course you you never become a teacher just out of nowhere like you're just like oh i might become a teacher because you 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 have to to stick to teaching and this is something that that comes back to all this it's it's to be a teacher and to stick with teaching you need to actually like it a lot (laughs) if you hate teaching what is the point i mean you're not getting money from it (laughs) at all you're not like getting enough recognition your students will hate you your co-workers will hate you because we honestly in the teacher's lounge we know (laughs) trust me we know if you're not there because you want to and it's not like we hate you we just kind of despise you a little bit (laughs) i'm joking but it you know if you don't love teaching what's the point that's what i'm trying to say here and you know i when you truly find yourself in it and you love it there's no way to run from it i guess because when i was in high school and i first thought of being a teacher it it was because of a, a teacher right this literature teacher that's what i was talking about i kind of forgot a little bit (laughs) i went on a a tangent and i forgot what i was saying but uh, that was that was what i'm talking about i'm sorry i'm rambling um this literature teacher of mine it was junior year yeah junior year high school i i hadn't thought of teaching before i actually i had but it was like a quick thought like oh i might become a math teacher because i kind of like math Uh, weird i know she likes math i do i kind of do anyways um i had thought of becoming a teacher before but it was never like at my goal and my plan because throughout high school i i was studying to become a psychologist right i knew i wanted psychology and that was it that was going to be my course i had it all planned out i had books i had you know i was i talked to uh, my friends about psychology and i was super into it and that was what freshman sophomore year of high school and then in junior year I kind of blanked out and I decided I didn't want psychology anymore and I kind of I was left on a limbo for a while because I didn't know what else I was gonna do I feel like I've told the story already have I I don't know I'm gonna tell it again <laughs> stick with me um, and I, I decided I, I, I didn't want psychology anymore and it was hard because okay I had this planned out I knew that was what I wanted and now all of a sudden it isn't and it was really frustrating that was also around time I had one of the roughest moments in my mental health as well junior year was a roller coaster man it was a lot I I had just I had a huge fight with my best friend like it was serious stuff it wasn't like uh, high school like uh, a little fight my best friend it was like serious stuff we we were super close and then all of a sudden we weren't talking we kind of hated each other for a while there and again i was in this limbo and having grown up in a family who was so big on you know expectations and and excellence and perfection and planning ahead 
it was scary for me not to have the, not to have a plan anymore for a while and then I didn't have this person to talk to about it and it was just really really difficult for me and I remember this teacher I remember it was the only class that I felt like attending the others I kind of you know I went to but then I had a, a mental breakdown mid-class and I had to go to the infirmary and I stayed there infirmary nurse uh, nurse's office nurse's office I'm sorry <laughs> I'm translating okay I had to go to the nurse's office and and stay there the nurse shout out to her she's not listening to this but shout out to her because she was so nice she was so caring she gave me tea it was great I love her so much okay I miss her okay and then um you know I guess you could say I skipped class but it was it was just because I couldn't stay in the classroom it was too much it was like having my best friend there and and it, it was just all so intense for me and but this literature class was the one that I wanted to watch and the one that I wanted to attend and the one that I really wanted to put effort into because I liked the teacher. I liked the subject a lot, of course. <laughs> I ended up choosing it for my lifetime, but um, the teacher was truly like, he had been my teacher previously on the previous year, and but it was a different subject. He thought like, art but like different kinds of art so he talked about video games which was really 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 fun he talked about movies he talked about you know he talked about a bunch of stuff and so he had been my teacher previously so it was the second year that he was having to see my face and i remember there was this one time that he was he put on a documentary for us to watch in class and i went outside of the classroom and i asked one of the one of the inspectors, the guys who, like, stay outside the classroom, kind of taking care of the whole way and stuff, I asked him, like, can you please ask him to come out and talk to me, please? And and I had a moment, like, of realization, and I told him, like, I want to I wanna be a teacher, and I, I want to pursue the same path that you did. And his story inspired mine, you know, like, inspired me, is what I mean. I didn't have a story back then, <laughs> like, but, uh he inspired me because he he had previously been an engineer i think yeah and he just switched his life around his dad you know wanted him to be an engineer and he was just no i'm gonna i'm gonna pursue what i i really like and he went on to being a teacher there's more to that story but it, it it's not up to me to tell it but you know that inspired me because i was like this person is so good at what they do and they do it so so wonderfully well they are so inspiring and their story is similar like their parents had these huge expectations as well for them to succeed and and to be someone in life and i i remember just told him like i want to be a teacher i want to be exactly like you I want to do what you do. I I really want this for myself. But it's hard. Because. I don't. I don't feel like I have that support for my family. And. He just sat with me there. And he was like listen. 
it's your life it's your choice it's your life it's you who's gonna have to wake up every day go to work um do what you have to do and if you don't like what you're doing what's the point and that was obvious that's obvious right but it's hard it was hard for me to think that because i wanted to please everybody around me and and it was hard to look for myself in that and when i finally looked inside and i was like okay i want to be a teacher i want to do this i want to study literature i want to i want to you know be like this teacher of mine i you know it just kind of all switched around i remember i there was this relief you know in me like finally i know what i want to do and it was the answer and i was insecure before getting into university for sure like i i you know because of all this idea of like do you really want to be a teacher like my family and <laughs> my family was just like they weren't unsupportive but they were like do you really want to be a teacher like do you really want to do this and do you know like how how little respect the teachers get and like the salary and stuff and, and it was really intimidating at times to kind of think about that like oh okay <laughs> okay do i really want to do this and it was it was a thing like i was questioning myself for no reason because i knew in my heart this is cliche but i i knew that i that was what i wanted to do and that's what i was meant to do so you know i put all those questions aside i kind of fought through it and, and now we're we're at we're we're at this point you know and my parents are super proud of me i'm glad to say i'm proud to say that they're really proud of me for the job that i've been doing and, and for the amount of dedication that i put into it because they see how much i love it you know so i guess it's important to remember that you know that loving what you do on top of everything i'm sorry i just sneezed i just sneezed again i'm sorry it's not coronavirus i'm fine i've been stuck at home for so long and it, it couldn't possibly be it <laughs> but you know i guess the moral of this episode is choose something that you love to do regardless of how much you get paid for it and then you know how much your family despises you for choosing it it's worth it in the end if you love what you do of course it's hard it's gonna be hard um if you choose this pathway teaching youtubing podcasting you know as a a one job thing and not as a side hustle it's gonna be difficult it's gonna be hard and honestly you're gonna have to own up to it because that's the path you chose but if you truly love it and you truly want it it's worth it in the end i promise you it's worth it and if you're too poor just find someone rich to marry you know (laughs) i'm joking i'm joking uh although it is a great (laughs) escape plan if you're poor uh oh god this is crazy okay i can't believe i just said that to the internet okay um but yeah it was a little bit of a life update over there and a little bit of an inspirational speech i guess you could say also this is more of a way of me to speak more english because being stuck at home and like only talking to my friends on discord and like 
talking to my family, it's all in Portuguese, so it's hard to practice English. So this is a great way to do it, you know? Not having to go out of my way to talk to people that I don't know. Uh, in fact, it's something that I've been doing a lot lately. <laughs> I've been trying to risk myself a lot more and, and meet other people and, and get my, my word out a lot more. So I've been risking it. I, I, I'm not the kind of person to <laughs> go out of my way and send messages to someone I don't know. But I've been doing that lately. And honestly, I don't regret it because you get to know a different side of people <laughs> like that, I guess. So it's great. That's my life right now. It's it's tough. I haven't been doing a lot because everything's been put on hold for me. Classes, job. So I'm I'm on a break. I've been gaming a lot. I I even started buying games. This is crazy. I I started buying games every month. I I give myself a budget and I buy games. <laughs> it's great. I've been gaming a lot. I've been watching movies talking to my friends a lot which is great it seems that in times like these we value our friendships more right so discord has been like my top app lately i use it every day we have a server uh for us and we we go we don't go on it every day because a, a few of my friends are still studying they're having online classes but in the majority of the time we do saturdays like all afternoon we're just on the server either talking or just gaming or whatever we're just together which is great so you know we've been establishing more time together and our, our friendship has grown like that so i guess everything comes with a positive a positive outcome right it could just be my catholic self speaking you know <laughs> but i guess you know everything happens for a reason i guess we can all agree on that whether you're catholic or not and that this whole thing is happening for a reason be it whatever you believe the reason is be it you know less pollution be it more connections uh be it economical changes whatever you think it is this is is, this is a time for change and it's important for us to acknowledge that and it's important to keep ourselves grounded and remember that not everybody is as lucky to stay at home for 57 days um you know so if anyone listening is from you know a situation of like essential services and everything i want to thank you for the wonderful job you're doing in keeping us safe and keeping things running it's it's incredible how much you're willing to risk yourselves to others and for that, it couldn't be any more grateful. Uh, doctors, nurses, male men. I feel like we don't talk about them enough. Delivery people. Like, these people are putting themselves out there all the time. And they're not complaining. And honestly, with all my heart, thank you so much for that. And also, this is a time to acknowledge that there are a lot of people who don't have access to the internet, to television. To anything they don't know what's going on here in brazil 30 percent of students don't have access to the internet so they are not able to have online classes at all they're just kind of stuck in the moment of course some public schools here in the state are offering 
classes on TV. But, uh, you know, these students who don't have internet, they also don't have a study space. They have five people in their home constantly doing stuff. They don't have time to sit down and study like whoever else, like a, a middle class student, like I did. Honestly, I acknowledge that privilege. I have my own room, my own desk, my own computer, great internet speed. Honestly, for online learning, I'm 10 out of 10, doing great. Most students, unfortunately, they're not. And we have to acknowledge that, even though it's hard because sometimes we, we're so stuck in our little bubble, especially in times like these. But we have to understand that there are people in such a horrible condition right now and whatever we can do to help is worth it donating doing whatever you know here in the neighborhood we have a lot of elderly people so what a lot of the neighbors are doing is is putting themselves like if you need me to go to the supermarket with you please let me know and i'll do it so that these people don't have to leave their to leave their home and they can stay at home and they can preserve their lives as much as possible like like we're doing um it's really important to stay at home if you're if you're able to please do um you know it's it's such a crazy situation that we never thought we would go through and when we we had history lessons i've talked to this about i talked about this with my friends and it, it's when we had history lessons about all these historical moments in humanity, we were like, oh, it would probably be so cool to be a part of a historical moment. And now we learn the truth, the hard truth, that it's not cool. <laughs> and it sucks ass. <laughs> and especially in this kind of moment, which is all about death, you know what I mean? Like, it sucks, we hate it, we get it, but it's gonna pass like everything in life. Of course, a lot of things are gonna change for the whole world after this but that's just what life is and we have to kind of deal with it and move on keep doing what we're doing and keep loving what we do right um i guess that's it before i say goodbye i do want to do those little recommendations at the end of the episode that i usually do i want to recommend some tea today i had one of the best teas i've had in my life yesterday it was called lady gray it's by twinnings it's great guys it's so good it's a blend of black tea with orange and lemon it's really good if you're able to try it out i highly suggest you do it's really good with a little a little teaspoon of sugar tastes 10 out of 10 would recommend um, I want to recommend some movies as well because a lot of us are stuck at home doing nothing. So watching a movie is the best way to get through your day. I, and that's what I usually say. Um, some movies that are nice, uh, if you're looking for more, you know, thoughtful movies, I guess I would suggest The Truman Show. It's, it's not too heavy, but it's not too light either. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's on my favorite list. I really love it. Go check it out. If you want something sci-fi, my recommendation will always be The Matrix. <laughs> always. I love that movie. The first one. The Matrix is great. If you're looking for a comfort movie, those are new. Um, I guess I would suggest 
like a Disney movie, like a Disney Channel movie. Recently, I watched Lemonade Mouth. It's from my time, but I had never watched it, and I really enjoyed it thoroughly. It was great. The music is great. So if you're looking for something really light, really comfortable, just do that. It's great. Or High School Musical. Marathon High School Musical, you're not gonna, you're not gonna regret it. It's great. High School Musical is just great, right? Also, if you're, if you're looking for a more, like, robust movie, that's a new word, um, Whiplash is for you. I love that movie. I also want to recommend a YouTube channel that I've been kind of obsessing about lately. It's called Mr. Amazing. He doesn't upload often, and I get why, because his videos are really hard to make. But uh, his content is great. I'm one of his patrons. I I really love his work, and he's going to come out with a video soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, But his content is just incredible. He's very... You know, you're not going to regret watching him. You're definitely going to leave his videos learning something new without even realizing it, which is my favorite kind of thing. So I really recommend you watch that, especially if you have a lot of time. It's worth the watch, I promise you. Also, subscribe to him. It's worth it. Anyways, um, for music, I guess for music, I would just say listen to some lo-fi while you're doing stuff, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. It's great. It gives you a lot of boost and motivation, and it's, it's, it's nice. It's a little, you know, lo-fi. Especially, Mr. Reason actually has a video on lo-fi. So there you go. That was a smooth transition right there. Actually, it wasn't. I, I, I just remember that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and for gaming. I've been gaming a lot, so I guess I should recommend some games. I've been playing Slime Rancher a lot. <laughs> so it's a more of a casual game. If you're, if you're just looking to, like, spend time and, you know, let time pass a little bit. Slime Rancher is a great game. Stardew Valley kind of goes with the same vibe. Those are, are cheaper games, so I guess it's worth it. Um, and for more, I like story-based games. I've been playing, I just started playing this one called, called Orwell. I, I saw it on Steam. It, it looked interesting. I bought it, because I'm that kind of bitch right now, and, and it's great. I, I spent two hours on it yesterday, um, and it was great. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it later. And if you're looking for more action-based gaming, just go for the classic Assassin's Creed 2, okay? Like, we all know that's the best game ever made. Just deal with it. Um, it was for free on Uplay a while ago. It's probably not anymore. I was able to grab it. Thank God. I'm so grateful. It's the fifth time I play that game, but I love it regardless. It's the best game I've ever played in my life. I love it. Ezio, I love you, man. Anyways, um, I guess that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jupiter Says Hi, and now I'm saying goodbye.